White Sox! White Sox! Go! 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 Call your sons! Call your daughters! Holy cow! Carlton Burns has put the White Sox ahead! There goes number 400! The big Brad Burns takes the perfect game! His second no-hitter! You can't put it on the board! Yeah! Can it go? Grand slam! A White Sox winner and a world championship! Have all the fun you want, Tim Anderson! This one is... Locked on socks. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know? Come with me to Southside of Chicago. What a fantastic turn of events if you love the Chicago White Sox. And I'm falling in love by the breath. Hello and welcome back to Locked on Socks. I am Herb Lawrence, and he is Chris Tannehill. We're doing this remotely again. This is episode number 20, and I know Chris has a couple ideas on who we're going to name this episode after, but first, let's do the particulars. If you want to send us an email, it's LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. We usually do a mailbag show every weekend, maybe Sunday into Monday. So LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Follow LockedOnSocks on Twitter at that exactly locked on socks follow me on on twitter at ectorwall23 that's lawrence spelled backwards and chris Tannehill at chris Tannehill. chris Tannehill, how are you doing tonight good herb how are you you sound like you got a little pep in your step tonight i think i know i did i had some coffee uh, uh, later this afternoon so i got a little little pep as well so how are you doing tonight i'm doing well there just had some subway was enjoying some delicious dinner i chose subway over pizza tonight because i'm making healthier choices so maybe that's why i'm not as sluggish as i usually am (laughs) because just getting some regular food that is healthy for you i'm eating fresh so yeah i'm happy that white Sox spring training has opened up no that is probably one of the reasons why i'm very happy yeah i think we both are um but let's get back to number 20 you i remember you saying last episode how there was you there was something in particular about number 20 that you couldn't wait to talk about. So I'm going to try and speculate. You want to okay. you want to shit on Carlos Quinton, don't you? <laughs> the Carlos Quinton, I do not want to shit on him. He was one of my favorite players. If I was going to shit on anybody, it would be the fact that they didn't trade him after 2008 and just see, okay, this guy who never be, was this guy hit 36 home runs has an anger problem because he he broke his hand on hitting a bat. Yeah. And let's go and get maximum value for this guy. Same thing with Gordon Beckham. Same thing with obviously Garcia. But the person I was thinking about when we were growing up, number 20, of course, was Officer Ron Karkovice. Oh, yes. <laughs> Officer Karkovice. That's right. Oh, man. Just so, so steady. Him, Spanky Lavalier, and then, uh, of course, Pudge Fisk. Those are the catchers of my childhood. So, yeah, my- uh, I mean, you can go with the, the TCQ or you can go with Clark Advice. We'll have it tomorrow. You know, we'll we'll suss it out and see who had a better war. It'll be Carlos Quinn, but whatever. Yeah, all, but, yeah. all, all my uh, my uncles and my dad, they all love Ron Carcovice. I don't know if it was a backup catcher thing because they had Carlton Fisk. So what's not to love about that? But then you had the backup catcher whose nickname was Officer. So naturally, all my cop uncles and my dad, they all loved him. But just honor, honorable mention number 20 to good old John Garland. Remember the 05 championship team? He of the complete game in the ALCS. Yes, yes. And he hit a home run. I think that was in Cincinnati. <laughs> it, it was. was the only home run of his career. One of the great farmer calls. 
Was it? I do not remember. What do you say? He's hit a home run! Garland goes deep! He's very surprised, but yeah. So episode 20, Sox kick off spring training this week. Everyone's excited about it until Rick Hahn opened his mouth. Now, we've barely gotten started, and there's already a healthy amount of injury. So let's just let Rick Hahn take it from here. He's talking about the... Biggest free agent contract in White Sox history. One of the most important players of this phase of the rebuild of this window. If this works, it's got to be because Yasmani Grandal is effective and lived up to his deal. But let's see what he said about Yasmani. Before you start tweeting this, hear that everyone is going to be fine, we anticipate, by opening day. Oh, no. uh, but we are dealing with three minor issues right now that are slowing down a few guys. And when someone says when everyone's going to be fine, don't worry, everyone. Don't freak out. Everyone's going to be fine. You're immediately like, oh, God, please, no. Yeah, that was the like the, <laughs> hey, guys, uh, things are wrong, but also <laughs> this won't be that much wrong. I mean, the this, yeah, Yasmani, when I heard Yasmani hurt, I was like, how? I mean, I guess you can, I mean, Rick can explain a little bit more about yeah, yeah, I got how he more. got hurt. Yeah, I got more from Rick. Uh, first, uh, Yasmani Grandal last week was, or about 10 days ago, was working out in the weight room. That's why I never work out, by the way. Just stay away from it altogether. Only bad things happen. Uh, felt a small tweak in his calf. Uh, he was examined, got an MRI. It's a mild calf strain that, uh, quite frankly, if this was during a regular season, we may well uh, push through with normal uh, usage. But since we have all this time on our hands, we're going to take a slower route with him. And he likely won't appear uh, in Cactus League games for about the first week. Uh, again, everyone I'm talking about, we expect to be fully able by opening day. Which leg for that? Uh, one of the two. <laughs> yeah, laugh it up, Rickon. I'm not laughing right now. I'm incredibly nervous. But we found out later. It turns out this is probably just a sneaky veteran move. Uh, Grandal eventually joked about how it just not wanting to run. Hey, <laughs> truth hurts, man. Uh, that's cool. These guys are veterans. He hates spring training like most of the veterans do he knows how to get his job done but you know <laughs> I'm if, not it's just Yas- if it's just Yasmani with a mild calf strain I mean you don't like it at the beginning of spring training but it is at the beginning of spring training so you could deal with that I'm fine all right We're- yeah so that's good and so but as long as nothing's happened to our ace Lucas Giolito Lucas Giolito, oh, as no. you know, uh, missed Soxfest due to the flu. Uh, it was a fairly bad case, got him fairly dehydrated and set behind his program a little bit as well. Uh, when he ramped back up, he felt uh, some soreness in his rib cage area. He was examined and found to have a very mild, uh, we'll call it a chest muscle strain in the rib cage area. Uh, if you saw today, he was out there throwing. Uh, he's just a little bit behind everybody else and he too likely won't participate in games the first week of the Cactus League Uh, but again we expect to have him fully able by opening day here's the first pitch and the season's over oh god not what you want to hear from your opening day starter Rick says it's all good opening day he'll be fine I saw videos of him today playing catch so I hope everything's okay there with with Lucas Giolito we can't have that we talked about how they would get to under 83 wins not Mm -hmm. having him healthy uh when the bell rings would be right up there on the list of things you don't need the one positive I take out of this is that our our ace does this 100%. Whenever he does anything, he does it 100%. So he was sick. He was hacking up 
and he was dehydrated. He was like, you know, I'm going to cough really hard, and this is going to cause the, the chest strain. It's going to cause the ripping that uh, that muscle. So, yeah, my ace is 100%. Balls to the wall. No Chris Bryant. <laughs> he was just fresh. Yeah. He, he survived his flu Lucas, with no ill effects. Lucas didn't infect anyone else either. No, he didn't go to the the, con- uh, the, the fan convention and shake hands and shit with a con- infectious disease. He's not an inconsiderate jerk. Stay at home, Lucas. Good job, man. Uh, all right. So, worst case, and I love Chris Bryant, by the way. So. Oh yeah, how could you not? I'll take him right now in right field. So, come on through, Cubs. <laughs> so, as long you know, if, if worst case scenario, Giolito misses a start or two, I think we can manage with that. But as long as there's no other injuries to the starting rotation. Lastly, uh, Gio Gonzalez, when he was at home about two, two and a half weeks ago and doing his throwing program, uh, felt a little discomfort in his shoulder, so we slowed him down, got him. Discomfort in the shoulder. So so Gio Gonzalez is finally, finally going to suit up for the White Sox since he was drafted for the first time, and he's going to have the Tommy John. I know it. He's going to have the Tommy John Herbie. I know it. I mean, shoulder discomfort is never good for a pitcher. I remember two specific left-handed White Sox pitchers with shoulder discomfort that they told me don't have to worry about. John Danks and goddamn Carlos Rodon. (laughs) And they were never the same after that shoulder discomfort. Congratulations to Carlos Rodon, by the way, changing his name in the offseason to goddamn Carlos Rodon. Yes. Right, let's I mean, seriously, he had a kid, and now he changed his name. It's so, just, ugh. All right, let's let's finish uh, let's finish up here on Geo, and uh, I'm assuming he's not dead by the end of this clip. Uh, treated up, uh, he showed up here feeling great, but again, due to the missed time, he's a little bit behind as well. Uh, likely also won't participate in the first week of spring games, but we again anticipate him being uh, ready to go when the bell rings come the end of March. All right, so it doesn't sound terrible, but you never like to hear discomfort, like you said, especially in that that throwing shoulder. Um, eh, Boy. (laughs) Yeah, and that's – we discussed it, I think, in episode 19, what would cause this team to not win the 83 games that Pocota has them projected for. This, a short starting staff already, firstly, and you have two of your starters already – Dealing with ailments. Now, Lucas doesn't seem that serious. This one, even though he's kind of downplaying it, saying he'll be fine, he's a little behind his throwing program, shoulders are nothing to mess with, especially when you're a pitcher. I would love for them to find a guy that's solid, not Dylan Covey. I know that he's already gone to Tampa Bay and fixed his arm. But a guy that you can have that bridge to uh, when you get Kopech healthy or when you have – this guy, Giovanni Gonzalez, healthy. So we can't have us going into the season without a healthy starting five. And if that means that we start the season with Michael Kopech, I'm fine with it, like I said before. Yes. Those bullets need to be exhausted this year. And if they're exhausted, they want to, I want them to be at the major league level. So they're not going to do that because they're going to get a year of control back from him. 
and they're going to be very cautious with them. I don't know what you're feeling, Chris, on these injury fronts, especially to Giovanni Gonzalez. Well, I'm just hoping that Dylan Cease doesn't drink a nerve tonic and ends up having his head expand. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like King Griffey Jr. Exactly, yeah, a little Simpsons reference for all you youngsters out there. Um, now you mentioned Kopech and that was one of the things that made me happy today. I'd be totally cool with, with he looks healthy because the White Sox tweeted a video of Michael Kopech throwing today. And you want to talk yeah. about things that make me happy, uh, during the, literally the coldest February day in Chicago since the 1940s, a video of Michael Kopech throwing certainly one of those things that'll make me happy today. Yeah, it was good to see. He, Rick himself even says his rehab is done. The yeah. thing he has to do is pitch to live batters, and that getting over that will be his next test. I I know they're going to be cautious with the kid. This is going to be his first full year of throwing in the majors, and they want to have him for years on end. But if he's ready to go, there's no reason to not have him at the major leagues. Like I said before, we can have that thing where we do uh, a starter, or a, uh, an opener type of thing, and you only want him to pitch a certain amount of pitches, cool. But I want that, that type of talent at the major league level helping this team win a 2020 AL Central division. Ricky Renteria wants him up here. I mean, red-ass Ricky is back. <laughs> I don't know if you heard his, uh, his speech yesterday or today. I was cutting it up. I was like, man, my man red-ass Ricky wants to win this division today ricky picante man he's back and he brought he kept the same energy from socks fest about a month ago he, he kept it every day and he kept it put it on a plane and went to glendale so it's good to see man yeah he was like hey man there ain't no pressure pressure's paying the bills pressure's getting the ailment getting the illness i got no pressure my pressure is which one of these guys got to put in the lineup first so ricky's like hey put that pressure on me especially on playoff we want that we feel that and rightfully so. If this team fails, he will be gone. If they hit that 83 win mark without any injuries, not any significant injuries, and it's seen as a failure. Because hitting 83 wins this year, for me, I think it's a slight failure. It's not a total disaster going up 11 wins in one year. Not a total disaster. But if I see team underperforming, I'm not a manager guy. I don't care. But, you know, maybe new leadership would be good to have in there. But Ricky put the pressure on himself. So did Tim Anderson. So did James McCann. So did Lucas Giolito. The whole team's talking. They want to win and get into the playoffs this year. No doubt. And, you know, you said pressure. The one thing that I remember Ricky saying at Sox Fest that really stuck out to me because not only because it was funny, but it put things in perspective. He said pressure is when you don't have a full roster day in and day out. Talking about guys to put one through nine, and you're talking about not having a full bullpen of guys who can go out there and compete. And, he, and he's kind of looking at Rick Hahn while saying that. That was one of my favorite uh -huh. things that he said. Um, but there was also some more pressure felt today, and uh, that was some pressure in my baseball pants when uh, I saw the video of Luis Roberts hitting on Luis Roberts' Instagram. I mean, that sound, I mean, just listen to that sound. He's in inside a, a batting cage, like an indoor cage, 
And mm-hmm. if that sound doesn't get you ready for White Sox baseball, I don't know what is. I mean, there's so much going on this offseason with all the transactions and, and, and excitement, but it's easy to forget that one of the best prospects in my lifetime is going to be making his major league debut, knock on wood providing injury. He's going to be on the opening day lineup in center field for the Chicago White Sox, Luis Robert. Hell yeah. And I think I've said this about Abreu when I first heard his bat and Yohan Moncada and now Luis Robert. It just sounds different. I'm, maybe I'm just making something of nothing, but that sounds different. And seeing all the highlights of him dominating down there in Birmingham and Charlotte from last year gets me hyped. And I cannot wait for this kid to come and do his thing at the major league level with no pressure on him at all. Zero. He's got a bunch of veterans in front of him, a, a second-year player in Eloy Jimenez who's got a little bit more pressure than what Luis Robert is. Luis Robert just got to bat seventh, eighth, maybe ninth, and just do his thing. And maybe this pressure is on the defensive end, but it looks like he is a five-tool guy, and his defense is why he is so highly thought of as a prospect also. It's baseball prawn, Herbie. Listen to this, the sounds of his bat, the ball coming off his bat. It's baseball prawn. <laughs> oh, yeah. There we go. Oh, you're so stupid, Herbie. Oh, man. It's, I'm, looking, oh, for, I'm looking forward to watching him every day. I, I was talking to a friend of mine, and maybe this is a debate for, for a different episode, but I mean I, I mean that when I say he's probably the best all-around prospect that, that I've seen in, in my 36 years of the White Sox. I mean, everyone wants to throw Frank Thomas right back at me, but I'm talking about all the tools in a place center field. The Sox haven't had a legit center field prospect since Brian Anderson and 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 Luis Roberts going to hit hopefully a lot better and a lot more than Brian Much Anderson. better. Yeah. Hell yeah. But yeah, I am excited too. Like all the talk about Yoan Mancada's coming up. Eloy's coming up. Magical's coming up. Vaughn's coming up. Everybody says that out of these people that the White Sox have, Luis Robert is the best of the bunch. He will be the best of the bunch. I cannot believe that. I, I mean, I, I can believe it, but also, Yohan Moncada is great now, currently, now. Eloy, you saw him coming in the second half of the season. If if Luis Robert is better than both of those guys, we are cooking with gas, and there's nothing that can stop the White Sox for the next four years. No doubt. Nothing, nothing at all. <laughs> except, except for injuries. Th- there you go, yeah, except for injuries. That's it. That's I- the only thing. I, I agree. I agree. Even if he's a, a fraction of, of what everyone says he could be. I mean, I mean, just to have someone that you can place in center field every day and that can hit a little bit and play the defense every day. That's something that's been missing for a long time. And today, um, getting back to the starting rotation, James Fegan tweeted, uh, Ronaldo Lopez trained at the Mamba Academy in L.A. with fellow CAA creative artist and uh, agency clients, Lucas Giolito and Noah Syndergaard. Uh, he mm. said he's been trying to boost his fastball spin rate and get in better physical condition. Now, I remember seeing uh, photos and videos of Ronaldo Lopez in the offseason, and, and it looked, you could tell, he was putting the work in. He was showing everyone that he was working out. He was he was eating right, doing the meal prep thing. And uh, the White Sox announced today 
that he is going to be uh, he's going to be taking the mound, the first guy out of the gate, February twenty second um, in spring training. So we need Ronaldo Lopez to step up and have that twenty eighteen year again if the Sox want to hit that over eighty three win mark. I'm glad he's working on his physical, but I think the most problems with Ronaldo Lopez are between his ears. I think he has inconsistency because he doesn't trust his stuff because he has filthy stuff just like Lucas Giolito. Fastball's even a little bit more than Lucas Giolito. Now, Lucas went back and worked with his people from high school and got some confidence back from when he was one of the best pitchers in high school and the minor league pitcher of the year for the Nationals. Working with guys like that, Syndergaard and Lucas, hopefully he rises to that level and he can realize, yes, I am of this. Syndergaard, filthy. Lucas, filthy. But I have the filthy stuff too. All I got to do is trust my stuff and make sure that I want these guys to hit the ball. And getting in front of them and counts is my – is why do I do this. Me getting in trouble with walks, me getting in trouble with – getting three one counts and getting hitters counts is the problem. These guys can't hit my stuff if I'm locating it. So let's let's just let them hit it if they want to. The yeah. confidence needs to be there for him. And I think that's what Lucas had. He's like, you know what, I have filthy stuff. All I have to do is decrease my arm slot and work on a couple things and have confidence and forget bad things that happen and go on to the next pitch. Yeah, Giolito, he he admitted himself like his his changes in mechanics were mostly mental mechanics. So the physical it was only a slight difference, but after, you know, kind of figuring things out and 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 going to drive line, he sought the independent help that the White Sox w- weren't giving him. Um, not that it wasn't available to him, but some guys just need help from other sources. So maybe Ronaldo can pluck something from that, even if it's one little thing about about the mental side of the game that that he can pass on to Lopez. They'll be in good shape because Lopez he gave up the third most home runs uh, mm-hmm. in, the Amer- in the American League last year, and like you said, it's from falling behind an account uh, with the breaking stuff, not locating the fastball, and then you get into hitters counts, and then all of a sudden you're serving up you know meatballs uh, right over the heart of the plate. So I think. He's got to locate that fastball um, and get ahead of hitters, and then hopefully, like Fegan said, work on that uh, high fastball like Giolito was able to do and use so effectively in 2019. Hopefully that will be the difference in him this year. Yeah, they need him. If they're going to even come close, they need all their starting pitchers to pitch at or above the levels that they've pitched previous and give them effort that is not expected because – we think the offense is going to be there no matter what. If they stay healthy, offense will produce. Now, the defense, especially picking up the ball, and pitchers, especially our starters, since they have such a short uh, amount of people in the rotation, nobody, no real depth there until the end of the year when Rodon can come back, Dunning can come back, and Kopech will be there. The start of the year, we need to start off strong, and Lopez as the fifth starter, as I sliding him right now if he can give us any type of representative pitching like we saw and like you said in 2018 we'll be in the house yeah no doubt he's got the stuff to do it I mean that 2018 year I mean he had some of the most dominant stuff I've you know remember seeing in the American League that year and I think like you said the offense will help him uh, you know they'll help the whole staff this year 
because when you're when you're playing with with an early lead, right? Most importantly, uh, you know, you have a little bit of a cushion. You can go out there and sort of just you know play your game and 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 pitch like you know instinctually. You know, you don't have to worry about you know do I have to make a perfect pitch to this guy at this perfect time? I have to roll up this double play ground ball because my team's only going to score one or two runs for me today. So. I think the offense is going to help these pitchers immensely, and that's one of those good problems this year. So I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, we had flashes. I think the what the 16 strikeout game versus Detroit. I don't know if it's 16 or 14 with uh, Ronaldo Lopez last year. Just filthy domination. That guy is in there. He just needs to feel and figure when that guy can come out every fifth. That'd be great. So yeah, we're all excited about opening day nearing closer and closer, but you know, you don't have to wait till opening day to see your White Sox in action. Hell no. It's February fourteenth right now, Friday. You're listening to this on your way to work or going home from work and it's brick ass cold. You know what the perfect thing for you to do is to go to Arizona right damn now. White Sox are in camp. Pitchers and catchers are there. And some of the players are already there. Tim Anderson, I saw him taking some uh, some hits and such. Go down to Glendale, Arizona and visit the White Sox. The way you do it, visit Arizona.com slash spring training. Go to that website and plan your trip today. Restaurants, outdoor activities, stuff for the kids. Scottsdale, Arizona, Glendale, Mesa if you want to see other teams. Tempe, they have everything that you want. And 75-degree weather every single day. We're freezing right now. What we call brick-ass cold. In Chicago, there's nothing better than getting off the plane and feeling that 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 Arizona air going to get you a Sonoran dog. If you want, if you know what a Sonoran dog, it's just a hot dog with some bacon wrapped in it with some Tex-Mex around it. So delicious. Go and get you one. Visit Arizona.com. And I know, Tanny, you love Arizona. You love the atmosphere out there. Tell the kids about it. Oh, it's great. And, you know, I, I got a chance to go to the Cubs facility, actually, a couple years ago and take the tour. And if you're a baseball fan, especially if you're a White Sox fan right now, there is no better time to be involved early on and seeing this team take off. You know, they may not win the World Series this year. Who knows? Anything could happen. But seeing them early on in the process you're going to want to be able to tell your friends at work who are freezing their ass off back here at home that hey I, I remember seeing this team in spring training and I knew I saw something then or if you got a family it's great it's a little more economical to take your family to you know multiple games in a week or even a day you know you do an early game and then a night game and you know get your kids up close and personal with some of the players because you don't always have that opportunity during the regular season so I definitely recommend seeing your favorite team whether it's the White Sox or the Dodgers or anyone seeing your favorite team out in Arizona for spring training this year. Yeah, it's 10 stadiums, 15 teams. So the A's, the Dodgers, the White Sox, the Cubs, the Angels, all of them are down there. The Indy, if you want to, if you want to go see the Indians, lose some games. They're all down there for you, Arizona. I, I, like Tanny was saying, I went down there in 2016 right, and watched the Cubs because we broadcast the Cubs games on the score. So I got free tickets, and I got to see them before they won the World Championship and see what was uh, developing for that team. So there's nothing better than being on the ground floor for a team that is ascending. And if you go to Glendale, you'll see the White Sox. And also you can see the team they'll face in the World Series, the Dodgers, in the same facility. So visit Arizona.com slash spring training is the way that you plan your trip. That'll do it today for the Locked On Sox episode number 20. 
Chris Tannehill, anything else from you? No, I'm looking forward to uh, to next episode. We're going to preview the MLB Network uh, top 100 players list, and we're going to talk about uh, some more of this Astros fallout. So in, until then, uh, I'll talk to you next episode on number 21. Exactly. And if you want to write us an email, it's LockedOnSocks at gmail.com, LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LockedOnSocks. I am EctorWall23 on Twitter, and he is Chris Tannehill on Twitter. For Chris Tannehill, I'm Herb Lawrence. Thank you for listening to Locked on Socks. Peace.